Patrick Bateman. Peter Michaels. It is The Road, The Stage, episode 15. 15. The lucky 15. I'm just going to say that every week now. (laughs) Every number (laughs) is your lucky number. Yeah. Um, We have a great interview this week, like every other week, but this week was uh, was a fun one. Well, we've been very excited to get uh, concerts back up and running Mm -hmm. again, and uh, Bose Barn Stage here in Red Deer has been announcing a ton of them, and the band that we have today is uh, one of those that will be here in October. October 19th, uh, Crownlands. And a great double bill. They're bringing Sky Wallace as yeah. well, and she is amazing. Yeah, we're hoping to talk to her real soon as well. But yeah, it's uh, October. F- it looks like it's far away, but I know it's not. Like oh. I, I just, I have a feeling that. I mean, this year's already gone by so fast, so I don't think we're gonna. It's gonna feel like a long wait. A lot of people kind of complain about the heat, and you know, it's been really hot here, and it mm-hmm. has been kind of difficult. To, but I was walking the dog the other night, and just think, you know what? It's gonna be minus twenty-five. In Before no you know it. Yep. So just enjoy yep, totally. these days of reprieve and wearing no shirts. So yeah, we got Crownlands, which is uh, super, super exciting. Their first headlining tour, which we'll talk to them a bit about today. Not something that I've typically thought about, um, what it's like for a band to, to after years of touring. And like uh, we, we talked to them. They've opened for, they toured with amazing acts h- before. How many times have you seen them? I think just the once when they opened for, for Jack, Jack White. Yeah, so I've seen them. I saw them open for Jack White. I've seen them open for the Rival Sons. I saw them in Toronto. They were opening for somebody at Lee's Palace. Uh, oh damn! I didn't. I didn't remember you. Okay, yeah, crazy. we were in. Yeah, we were in Toronto for a uh, for an artist showcase at another venue. Right. And that wrapped up early. And then we saw it was Crownlands and and uh, I think the Lazies in the Wild were a part oh, of that okay, okay. bill as well. Um, and it, anyways, simply phenomenal. But every time I've seen Crownlands has been as an opener. They got to get I, off stage quick. They got to get off stage quick, and you want more. Yeah. So I can't wait to have the full set with them. So, yeah, definitely check them out. They've got a new EP coming out August 12th. Um, I was also super excited this week to finally meet Dustin from <laughs> Go Services, great Inc., dude, eh? one of our sponsors. And, um, you know, uh, they, they do some great work here in Alberta, Central Alberta specifically. But uh, you've told me before, he's a big music guy. He is. And uh, what was the concert that he was super stoked Cleo- for? Cleopatric, I think he was really excited to go and check out. Which the Glorious not- Sons, I think, was another one. Right, but Cleopatric up in Edmonton, Edmonton he had tickets for yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, that would uh, that'd be a pretty, pretty cool show, too. So uh, shout out to Dustin. Nice to meet you, man, uh, with Go Services, Inc. Uh, what else is going on? Have you been, uh, what have you been uh, tasting from Sawback? Uh, this Europe? week, last weekend, I had uh, the West Coast IPA. Grabbed yeah. some of that, and that was... It was very nice. It was also, yeah, it was a warm weekend, right? Yeah, it was a hot yeah. weekend. So, yeah, that, that was something I was sucking back, as they say in the craft brew game. That right? That's a... Uh, no, but uh, it will be it will now. Be soon. Now it that you've said it, it is going to be... Sucking back craft beers. All the rage. Uh, big thanks to uh, Renee and Tourism Red Deer as well. And Bo's Bar and Stage. And the Communal Creative Studios with our producers, Ryan and Riley. Um, before we get to Crownlands, who again? Have a new EP out August 12th and just dropped their new track, White Buffalo, which we'll explain in a bit as part of a, a very conceptual it's a trilogy. trilogy about seriously important topics. Um, have you been listening to anything lately? Uh, well, Crownlands in yep. preparation for mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. And the White Buffalo, so we will get into the conversation, and obviously it's very important what the song is, is talking about, but it's an ass shaker too. Like it an is just, ass it's shaker. It's an ass shaker. It is a double ass <laughs> shaker. Hey, if sucking back craft is beer two words? can be a, mm, or is that hyphenated. one word with three s's? Hyphenated. 
Okay, fair enough. Yes, it's an ass. Have you been shaking ass to any other songs? Shaking ass to that a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of like J- Jason Isbell in the 400 unit. Uh, new? Like, does he have new stuff, or is uh, it all, you're getting into came it? Came out within the last year. Okay, okay. Um, and still, and that's the thing too. Like, I do find, and I don't know how you are with um, how long things last, how long you continue listening to something new. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that Isbell album is. I don't know if it's even quite fully a year old. Okay. Uh, but I do continue to go back to that. But yeah. how, how? I'm curious. How often would like? So you find a new song that you love or a new band that you love. How long does that stay in a frequent rotation? Well, I'm going to use modern current examples. Producer Riley, are you listening? When did the Tyler, the Creator album come out? Three weeks ago? Four weeks ago? Four weeks ago. So that's been on probably four or five times a week since then. And then this is kind of a music struggle, but um, this new EP came out recently from this Baltimore hardcore band called Turnstile, which Liam recommended. Yep. And thanks for that recommendation because I'm super late to the game. And that EP is, I swear, like, maybe nine minutes there's a big video for it which is 11 minutes and uh, i've straight up just had that on repeat for the last like week and a half it's so so good it's like perfection and again so because i think you and i consume music a little differently Mm -hmm. because you are very much out and and absorbing as much new stuff as you can and i still enjoy the new stuff but i do spend a lot of time listening to Mm -hmm. you know kind of the stuff that i've I've listened to all along Mm -hmm. so like what like when do you think you'll be off of that turnstile is that something that just is with you now for life it's honestly like oh yeah that'll be with me for life it is when i say like i don't say something is perfect too often it is Mm. so fucking good it's like mm, i don't i don't it's, it's delicious all right, scrumptious. But is it an ass shaker? Actually, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Ass okay. shaking, head banging, uh, jumping off of something that's not too high, you know, whatever <laughs> whatever word we want to use to explain it. Um, um, but yeah, so that's 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 been on repeat. And then, yeah, I don't know, every Friday I've been going through certain playlists to try and find new stuff. And it's hard, man. It's uh, We, we were talking to Ryan Goldemond about the gatekeeping of music. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like the streaming services offer you a bit more of a, a look into things that you may not be too familiar with or you may not have exposure to, but I still do get the idea that it's very restrictive. Oh, it's still being fed to you, Like on right? a Friday morning, they've got the new releases playlist. I will go through the entire thing, and sure, it might take me two and a half hours to do that, but there's got to be at least five hours of new music or new songs every Friday, right? Right, and I don't. You you use YouTube Go- Music. YouTube Music, okay. Um, so and I use Spotify, but even so, Spotify does the release radar. Mm-hmm. So it takes all of the shit you've been listening to, and will find the new releases that kind of fit what yeah. you're. But I find all the time there's stuff that like bands that I do listen to that release new music doesn't show up on my release radar. So that stuff is still getting exactly. picked for you. Exactly. The one thing that I will say about this, and I imagine it's the same for Spotify, but it'll go through. This list of like 30 or 40 new songs, maybe more than that, I haven't counted, but it kind of uh, separates them by genre. Right. And then sometimes you'll circle back to uh, uh, the same genre, but maybe it was a big week for indie or whatever. But there's also French, French music. Is there French music in the Spotify new releases list? Uh, it doesn't show up on my release radar, but I, and I don't think the new Music Friday, when I go through that, has French. Like straight up, there will be five, six huh. songs of just like French music from, from French Canada, I believe. And a lot of it is awesome. Like, mm. And it's not something that I would, would have ever, ever explored was, oh, yeah, this, this uh, totally French band from Quebec, Quebec City or Montreal, wherever, 
just put out a, an EP, and uh, it's pretty good. Don't know what they're saying, but it's pretty good. It's nice you get those surprises. I had my kids were on my Spotify. We shared a Spotify account in the early days. Yeah. So I still get, like, if Harry Styles releases a new song, hey. it still shows up in my release radar. Underrated. Harry Styles is Actually, I, Harry Styles I can I can handle. Um, well, uh, listen, if you guys have music suggestions, please let us know. Comment. Uh, we got lots comments. of places you can find us. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. We love recommendations. YouTube, follow, like, and subscribe to the Bose Bar and Stage YouTube uh, page where you can you can check it out wherever you're listening to your podcast. Do that. But uh, yeah, if you got music recommendations of your own or you think there's someone that we should reach out to talk to, we would love to know. I'm ready to jump in. Let's I'm do it. I'm so excited to talk to these guys. Crown Lance. Absolutely. We're, we're really excited to chat with you again. It's been a while. We're especially excited that, you know, just this week we got to announce uh, that concert. Because yeah, the, the last time we had you in Red Deer was just at the radio station. It was just a, a radio yeah. visit, right? Wait, yeah. so this is your first Red Deer show? Is that I correct? think it actually is. I'm pretty we've, sure. We've passed through a couple times. Yep. Like, it's funny. Whenever we play out west, we end up staying in Red Deer. Mm-hmm. But we never played it. We never played yeah. Red Deer. Because so, it's like the perfect like half halfway point, right? So yeah. It's, what's, what's that highway called? Highway the, 2. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. There you go, yeah. Not the one. That's the one. Yeah, so that show's October 19th. Um, Very exciting. Uh, We're we're super happy to be involved with it, and and I'm especially excited that you guys are bringing Sky Wallace along. That's great. Super dope. Yeah, Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, have you guys guys played together before? I don't believe so. Actually, wait, we did in Oshawa once, didn't we? Did we do a festival with her or something? Yeah, Yeah, I think we did. I think we did, maybe. Uh, But... We're doing a festival with her out uh, east in September, uh, and that will be the first time I think we'll we'll all be convening together in a very very long time. So that's yeah. gonna be good, and uh, then we can like game plan the tour, I guess, <laughs> as it were. So I think we have 13 dates together, uh, which is exciting. I mean, 13 yeah. 13 headlining dates is pretty wild for us. It's our first time uh, doing more than like one or two in a row. So yeah, so. <laughs> see how it goes so funny i was talking to my girlfriend the other day about getting to interview you guys and, and she's like oh yeah that's who we talked to after the jack white show yeah or after your set and i was like oh yeah i completely forgot that we ended up chatting with i think it was just you kevin i, I don't remember if you were there cody but uh uh and it made me realize that you guys have shared stages with like some of my favorite bands ever which i don't think that like you've you've, you've played uh alongside jack primus coheed i yeah. think as well like yep yeah man we're, we're really grateful man we had some awesome opportunities and made some cool friends along the way mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and what gets you more jack like i mean obviously the headlining shows is what you want to be doing but it's also got to come with a pretty big level of excitement knowing you're playing with jack white oh yeah 100 percent. like you drop everything and you go and play with jack white if you have the opportunity to obviously but we got we had like two days notice to get to edmonton (laughs) yeah and we're like we're in ontario so it was like oh yeah great we're on tour with jack white like we got the notice as we were getting winter tires put on the van (laughs) just because like we were supposed to go out west like a couple like you know like a few weeks you know later on and it's like oh great you know two days so we we called our um our tour manager and uh he had to take a train from ottawa mm-hmm. 
that night and he got into like Oshawa at four in the morning and my mom picked him up. <laughs> <laughs> and, house, and then we jumped in the van at like 6 a.m. to get, you know, we drove through like the night two days in a row to get to Edmonton in time. It was, it was brutal. Yeah. But we made it work. That was wild. And it was but worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's what you do to tour with Jack White. Yeah, of course. course. It's a common thread that comes up often, right? You just, you say yes to everything, right? Especially, that's you it. know, at the beginning, you say yes to absolutely everything and you just figure out a way to make it happen. Yep. That's, that's honestly the name of the game in this industry. And we're so excited to be headlining this time around though. We've, it's our first headlining tour. So it's really cool. We're going to be able to stretch out musically and, mm-hmm. and create a whole atmosphere, have production of our own and our own vision for it. So really have you exciting. got is that stuff all put together already like have you kind of got an idea what things no, are gonna look like, like we're, we're putting it together yeah like slowly figuring out like yeah the set design and figuring out like you know are we gonna do costume changes i don't know i don't know you know like let's, <laughs> like because why not i mean you why know if, if you're because we're, we're drawing a lot from like the prog masters of yesteryear like you know early genesis you know peter gabriel would have had like you know costume changes all Amazing. throughout the set and they'd have some really cool set design and you know i think i want to for at least for a few shows bring out some lasers and just go full on you know yeah um, i'm taking a tip from freddie and thinking about you know maybe having a like a multi-layered piece that i can just kind of take off and and have different uh crown lands the strip show exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and have different outfits but like just easy like you, you don't have to disappear for a bit you can kind of just shed it and go damn big, big like, chance for wardrobe malfunctions yes <laughs> but i do like I, I, it would probably be really difficult to do but there's the, the picture you posted the other day cody of you behind the kit and you've got the, the frame from the the white buffalo video behind you and it's got like all the vines and everything kind of hanging off yeah. of it. and i thought oh that would be wicked to have that look on stage but i imagine a, a pretty tough thing don't to pull I- off night tonight don't don't give it away. Yeah, man. but that's exactly what we're going for. Yeah, that's a, a good idea. Hey, you know you want to <laughs> come on stage as our uh, production designer. Yeah, hey, man. you got the same idea we do. Great minds think alike, I guess. I am curious yes. with your your setups and some of those uh, YouTube videos that I've seen recently, whether it's just like some studio sessions or or your actual music videos. Do you have to be like airdropped into the middle of your your equipment? Is that like does a crane come in and drop you in? Helicopters. Honestly, with the, we're getting there. We're getting there, man. Yeah, you Dude, are. The, the amount of gear that we're bringing on the road now, combined with the fact that now that we're headlining, we're playing in smaller rooms. It's like, unreal. Maybe. Like that's not we, a bad idea. You know, you probably gear. jump in. We have enough gear for five people. You do, but you're still not. You're. It's still just the two of you, right? Oh yeah. yeah. It, oh, yeah. It's hard to argue against that when, like, I, I feel like I see those comments a lot on your posts as like, oh, you're going to bring in a third member or, you know, someone else to do this and that. And I'm like, <laughs> just keep watching. They don't need it. They're totally fine. You ever yeah. find that, totally. like, everyone who's like, you guys should get a bass player, you click on their profile pictures and they're all bass players. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so my applic- I'll just throw my application out You're in done. the trash. No. <laughs> it was a nice attempt. Yeah. Good well, on you for trying. It's so crazy, though, because, Cody, were you playing drums when you played at the station a couple of years back, or were you just, I, I don't I think, were, was it I just Bongos? That uh, that's right, yeah, that's right, that's what it was. Yep. Yeah, uh, do, yep. you, like, do you ever do that other than when you're forced to? Is that part <laughs> of the creative process? I, I, do, I mean, I do it 
I do it recreationally just for fun, but like, is um, your child experimenting with recreational djembe? <laughs> <laughs> the gateway drug to music, man. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm not bringing it on the road unless we're kind of, we kind of have to. But mm. that being said, like, I play, I, I studied African uh, hand drumming in university. So, oh, okay. I, I do know how to play them, and, and we're looking at ways to incorporate well, them more. We, we had a bunch of djembe on our acoustic record, Wayward we Flyers Volume 1, and so a lot of that is like all like African hand drums. But we have yet to play it live, I guess. Oh, that's, that's, so, that's true, yeah. So maybe that'll make a, you know, a debut this time around. Who knows? Well, like, we used to volunteer at an old folks' home years ago, yeah. and uh, we'd play like old covers of... Um, do like CCR and a bunch of like old folk tunes and uh, Cody would just like rip djembe and sing and I'd play guitar and that's kind of where we that's kind of where we started, started. Yeah, yeah it's really where we started and it was um was this that was a good time so what I was, mean yeah what was the like how did this concept start was this were you doing your like uh, high school volunteer hours no no this no, was no, like this years way like, after I was teaching music lessons and like one of the kids uh, moms like worked at an old folk song she's like you guys should come in and play some music sometime. We thought so, it was like really sweet to do that. So we did that for like years. Yeah, like every yeah. every week we just go in and play old tunes, and uh, yeah. it yeah. was it was really beautiful, and they loved it. So that's amazing. It, it I was always... opportunity to, to to hone our chops and entertain people. We'd sneak a Crownlands original in every now and then. <laughs> <We did. laughs> I, I'm curious. I, I think about it a lot because I did spend uh, lots of time volunteering in, in those places as well as a teenager. But like when how many years before you guys can go back and just straight up rip like a Genesis, an old Genesis track and they'll love it. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's, well, yeah. well, that's true, because even then, man, we were playing CSTR at that point And like it was, you know, like that stuff was a hit. They and, loved it. Um, yeah. Well, well, what do we always say? Like King of the Road. Who did that song? That was like an Roger, old 50s. Roger Miller. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. We, like that was that was a hit. They loved us. that one. Well, the, uh, honestly, we those those retirement homes. Uh, my dad was just in one, and things are changing so much. They had they'd have movie nights, and one of the yeah. movie nights they did Pulp Fiction. Oh, what? right. Like, yeah. It's wow. a hip hip home for it's a, sure. It was a very hip home. That's or they sick. didn't know what movie they were putting on. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, so you just released. Um, the third part of a trilogy. What talk to us about that because this has been happening for like I feel like it's been you've been working on this for a couple of years, years, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we finished our our new single just released called White Buffalo, mm -hmm. and this song is uh, what we hope to be the future for Indigenous people worldwide, and basically, that is to come together and unite. Um, with peace and 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 unity and and to take the land and power back from the empire that kind of entrenched itself in these lands in the americas and and give it back to sovereign indigenous nations and it's kind of like a what we hope to manifest for the future and for a brighter future for everybody you know not just indigenous people but for everyone moving forward and uh the white buffalo is the symbol of um of strength and prosperity and manifestation and so it just felt right you know it's a symbol in, in, in a many many indigenous cultures for those things and so it was just the perfect fit with the uh the tempo of the song it was really unrelenting and, and powerful and so we had to say something about it and, and um mountain talks about what happened mm -hmm. with the colonization of the americas and uh the mistreatment of the indigenous people 
and um, end of the road talks about what's currently happening um, with the missing, murdered Indigenous women, children, two spirits along the highway of tears in northern BC. Mm -hmm. And so it just felt right to add in what we hope to be the future and, and try to manifest that. Then. Was there? Yeah, what, like, did you guys have this mapped out? Like when you started? No. no, no so no, it's no, all no, just no, like, it's all evolved and and come along. That's right. Yeah, it's all grow. Oh, it's the word. It's grown organically. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I think it's important. Like, I mean, yeah. in the mainstream news, we're finally like seeing a lot of truth coming out about like what actually happened in Canada and how it was founded. And um, I think we've all been sold like this myth of Canada as like this polite, peaceful nation. And meanwhile, it was founded on genocide. And yeah. so, you know, if you re read the Truth and Reconciliation Commission we're basically only now approaching the truth mm -hmm. side of things. So yeah. we can't even get to reconciliation and like talking about land back because it, it, this kind of stuff affects everyone, right? Where we look at climate change and the fact that all of crown land is, you know, like uh, old growth forests throughout BC and Ontario and where the oil fields are in Alberta and all of the fracking and uh, clear cutting that's happening. And, you know, just look at the, the wildfires right now that are happening in BC. And it's like a lot of that, uh, wouldn't be happening if it weren't for, um, you know, hundreds of years in industrialization. And there's like a lot of wisdom that indigenous people have that they, that should be being shared right now that we can all like, you know, yeah. come together and work on that. And like the way to, you know, how that is to treat indigenous land as sovereign land, because a lot of yeah. people haven't signed treaties with Canada. Most of them haven't, especially out in BC. And so it's important to like, if you honor those and you yeah. don't, you know, invade sovereign nations and cut down trees and build pipelines, maybe we wouldn't be as far down the shitter as we are right now. Yeah. To decolonize like our society a little bit to allow, you know, the sacred indigenous um, cultural ways to kind of pervade um, in the environmental sphere alone would do so much uh, for our planet. And I think it, it decolonization as a concept will benefit all of humanity moving forward, especially as our, you know, our world is getting, you know, even more, uh, e even hotter every year. So um, when I first heard end of the road and specifically when you guys talked about it a couple of years ago at the station, I, I, you know, I remember that wasn't a conversation or a topic that many people were discussing, if any at all, really. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's interesting because there's a quote from years ago. I guess it would have been 2016 or 2017, but that that huge uh, like that ride in Charlottesville, I think it was. There's a young woman there who had made a tweet, and her her quote was something along the lines of, "If you're not angry, you're not paying attention." Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then she was, you know, killed by some neo-Nazi in a Dodge Charger or whatever it was, but. I feel, and I'm curious to know if you guys are feeling any more optimistic, it seems like a lot more people are paying attention, which I would hope leads to more people being angry about these things. Yeah, well, it feels like people are just now starting to actually listen to what like indigenous people have known about for for, for a long time. So mm -hmm. it's, it's cool. It feels like we're on a turning point and there is something happening. And, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic because, you know, yeah. it's easy to wrap wrap yourself up in uh in optimism and pretend it's going to be okay but it's good to keep an eye out and see where things are, are going well and seeing where things can be you know improved a little bit more yeah because i mean social media is a bit of an echo chamber and like you just see what you want to see and mm -hmm. like you know you click like on the things that you want to see and you'll see more of it and so of course it can be easy then to think like oh wow there's a, a whole sea change in like the mainstream consciousness of what 
uh, Canada truly is and how Indigenous people are actually going to, um, you know, have a true reconciliation, have land back. Uh, but then, of course, it's a very small sample size of like what, you know, what is actually happening. So I think it's going to be really good to go on tour because like every night, we, you know, we're going to be playing these songs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're not like, just like a one issue band. It's not the only thing we talk about, but it is a very, very important part of the music. And that messaging, like I think, is coming across stronger and stronger in our messages. Yeah. And um, I think that um it will be a really good test, like as a headliner to like see who's coming out to these shows and mm. seeing like the kind of like, you know, who knows like if like healing's even possible as well, because a lot of the time when we were playing even in the States and we would, you know, like talk about, you know, we'd preface Mountain Cody would say something or end of the road would. And a lot of the time people would come up to us and be like, hey, you know, like I'm an indigenous woman, like my aunt or my cousin or my sister or my mom like went you know went missing and then the police did nothing due to the systemic racism and so the fact is it's like if our songs can reach people and make people feel seen that haven't been seen and then make people who haven't even thought about those issues think about these issues then we're winning and so it's not really our job to truly like enact real change but at least to like it's like yeah it's like you start the snowball at the top of the mountain and then by the end of it all like hopefully it's like a giant fucking beautiful snowball of change (laughs) i don't know you're helping to expose the facade yeah. yeah. Well, and I like what you said there too with amplify those voices because I think I yeah. read one yeah. interview you'd done as well, and somebody had said you're giving Indigenous a voice, and I think your response was no, they have a voice, we have a voice. You're just helping to amplify it. Yeah, absolutely. We're using our platform to amplify those voices for these, uh, you know, these issues that that have been going on for a long time. Well, I mean, props to you guys for doing that. Um, the EP is out August 12th, right? I think that I read that there's two more songs on there. Are they also um, contextually? you know, relevant to what we're talking about? No. <laughs> that's, that's totally fine. You guys have the trilogy um, to speak for it. Exactly, exactly. So Inner Light is our first instrumental song, and we're Ooh. really excited about that. It's like, um, yeah, guys ever get into 80s King Crimson? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> it's like 80s King Crimson. It's, yeah, like it's, uh, I mean, it's just Robert Fripp worship. And, and Bill, Bill Rupert worship. It's, it's, yeah. it's my my social Yo. media handle for like eight years was Neil Jack and me. Like I, oh, I, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, dude. I can't wait to hear what you think of it. Yeah, song. it's it's very it's very disciplined. Is it Elephant uh, Talk? Elephant Talk is that one of the songs on yeah. beat? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh god damn it. Yeah. yeah so yeah. It, it pulls a lot from that whole album. Cool. Um, inspirationally so I'm, I'm excited to hear what you guys think. Yeah, because like that it was a really great moment. The day that Cody and I met, like I heard Cody play drums. I was like. Damn, dude, you sound a lot like Bill Bruford. And I was kind of miffed. I was like, "What? Who's Bill Bruford? Why he's got my style?" Like, Massive compliment. Like, Massive compliment. Up, I'm like, man, this guy is a legend. Oh yeah. And so yeah, I became. Uh, he, he was a quick influence for me as soon as I learned about him. Yeah, I love I love Bruford so much, and Cody like scratches that itch for me. Sometimes I feel like I'm playing with Bruford. It's you're awesome. you're a lucky wow. guy. I don't think many wow. people could say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, so uh, Inner Light is, uh, it, it ties in conceptually to uh, the Oracle. It's kind of like, yep. um, it's kind of like our nod to like, you know, some of these great prog records that work cyclically. Like, um, I'm sure you know how The Wall, you can play it back to back where the last song starts with Isn't Square and starts We Came In. And so mm-hmm. it's like, you play it in a, in a loop. We have that kind of going on with this this record as yeah. well. So, so that's, that's a fun thing. Yeah, so, so I feel like the, um, the, 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 oh, sorry guys. Oh, shit. 
Um, sorry, guys. Well, am good. I back? Are we back? Yeah, yeah you're so, back. Um, so the fade out of the Oracle is sort of the fade in to inner light. And so, yeah, I'm really excited to see, like, if anyone else notices that we yeah. put a lot of effort into, like, um, throwing that Easter egg in there. Yeah, because conceptually, it it, um, it works out with the concept of the song. If you guys um, were to go in and read the lyrics, it kind of tells this this whole story. So Yeah. And then the Oracle is sort of like a, a prequel to uh, the music video to context. <laughs> and so I love the fact that we're building like all, all of these universes and like carrying these threads throughout our, our songs and our records. So it's not like we're, we're making, we don't have one entire concept record, but we have these songs that like. They go with each other. Yeah, and like they, companion pieces. Yeah, companion pieces. Right. And, yeah. And the Oracle tells like the story of this nameless uh, adventurer seeking the, the spirit of the great white buffalo. And he seeks counsel with um, this character called the Oracle, which is the queen from the, the context video. And it was like, you know, it's like a couple hundred years in the past from the context video. And uh, she sends him out to the ocean just to, to find what he's looking for. And, you know, the, the, the lyrics of, of, the oracle tell what happens to this person and then it leads into the next song and then the next song so like okay so the 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 beginning phases of building these stories like are you just writing them down are there images involved is it all in your heads are just like conversations how how to a lot of shared iphone notes okay okay iphone notes conversations that spark more notes and understanding and then like really like thinking about what connects where and how can we emphasize this part or like flesh this out i'm really big into like um writing aside from crownlands too i've been working on a, a, a science fantasy novel for the last hell yeah like 10 years now so it's it's fun to like kind of incorporate that kind of uh storytelling and and involving that and marrying that with music yeah and working together on this whole unique uh world together it's been a lot of fun and then on the music side of things, uh, how does that, like, do you have bits and pieces that you work on and just kind of mash it together? Or do you write that whole, like, a 13-minute epic piece as a, you know, one continuous flow? I think it's it's mostly bits and pieces yeah. that get, like, put in together. Like, um, usually, um, when I say bits and pieces, like, like, the Oracle is kind of, like, like three movements, you but know? Like, but if you broke it down into parts, we kind of put together, like, 21 different parts 21 make, different little riffs that yeah little up. riffs yeah. and that showed up and and movements then we decided that was the flow of those 21 parts to create the oracle and it's then then we decided okay that this kind of splits off into three little sections here so it's and, and it's an it amazing takes, it takes time like our first record um the self-titled one we went in with dave cobb and it was very off the cuff and very like vibey which was really good for the time and like that was a really great moment but it made cody and i think we aren't that band like, you know, Rival Sons is a band that we've toured with that are very, like, they're a jam band. Like, they just go in the studio so and, and just slay it. Just like, yeah. they, you know, like, I think they write and record a song, like, a day when they're in the studio. Yeah. Whereas we are a lot more methodical and a lot more... Um, we're pensive about like, what, yeah. we want, what we make, and we're very particular. I mean, I mean, at least I am. Cody is super <laughs> freaking particular. Um, and, and so it's uh, cool to have that time and to really flesh things out. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's like we were starting to learn. Like we can, we're still a new band. We've only been at it for about five years, and we're still kind yeah. of finding our 
our groove and it, it yeah. takes you know it takes a lot of time to sound like yourself and i think we're finally hitting that stride like between like context and the oracle i, I think we're really starting to explore this like longer form yeah songwriting and like having everything tied together and like carrying um yeah like storytelling again like coed and cambria d has done that really really well yeah. and there's they say there's two kinds of uh writers in writing um there's architect writers or discovery writers and we which we tried the discovery writing with dave but we found out hey we're actually more of an architect cool <laughs> well it must so, be like yeah. it must be nice um having these ideas and then seeing a band like Coed, who are able to claudius uh, specifically was able to tell this um consistent story over i don't know like 12 years like what, what the amory wars like took like it's like five albums of music that was then put into graphic novel like it's this huge huge yeah. concept so you guys so can, cool. you don't have to worry about deadlines you can do this for the next decade and a half you're good you're solid <laughs> and and we're excited too man <laughs> <laughs> and was there uh did you get a, any uh immediate buy-in from your team like when you're saying we're writing 13 15 minute songs is there somebody in the team going uh guys i don't know that that's the right thing to do or is everybody on board uh i again like the if they was if it wasn't good then i think people would have been putting their hands up and i think people just have believed in us like a lot since the get-go on our team that um you know, if we turned in a 13 minute song and it was like crap, then we'd know. Mm -hmm. I think it's more about the quality than the length of anything. Yeah, and like, we're really super concerned. lucky that we have that. That being said, if, you know, White Buffalo showed up and it was 13 minutes, I think, you know, we would, we would have heard something like, okay, guys, like maybe, maybe this, you know, so I think it's, it's all about balancing, right? Like That's as it. long as we can have, um, more radio friendly material, and then we can balance it out with the weird shit, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. Then you can have your cake and eat it too. Mm -hmm. So we're getting like the really artsy stuff and like, and blending that with like, you know, proggy stuff that's also accessible. Yeah. It's the Oracle's fantastic. I listened to it last night for the first time and just sat knowing that it was 13 minutes, but you just sit down with that, uh, you know, kind of in your mind, I'm going to, I'm about to have a journey, or at least I'm hoping to go on this yeah. great journey with this song. And it does, it takes you in so many different directions um, that it never feels like 13 minutes. Thank you so much. That's a huge compliment. Thanks. Thank it you. feels like 14. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I commented on one of your YouTube videos months and months ago about, I, I don't even remember what the video was. I should have searched it up, but like beat me around the head with it or something like that. And I, I just, <laughs> I want you guys October 19th to commit to that at Bose yes. is smack me around 13 minute songs, whatever it is. I, I can't wait. I am. Do you like, are you looking at your gear and thinking, uh, I can't bring that. I can't bring that. Or are you just hauling it all out here? Oh, I'm looking at all of it and I can bring that. Hell it's... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, going to be bringing tablets and everything, the whole shebang. Damn. Yeah. Has, I, I always like asking this question. Has there ever been an instrument where you thought about bringing into the studio or tried to fit in that just wouldn't work? <laughs> into the studio no but on like at a live show yeah probably like your uh your vintage moog synths that wouldn't work no. wouldn't work on a live tour because they'd get jostled around and probably break right yeah um yeah I, I think um mostly everything usually works out pretty good like we try and get in like to the studio fairly well rehearsed with a good idea and stuff yeah. um but live man i have to bring like 
like something like eight guitars now because like we just do so many different tunings and it's just it's all his fault otherwise half, half <laughs> you know like half the set would just be tuning otherwise so it's yeah it, but it's great though to like kind of construct the set around like guitar changes and key changes and uh tuning changes so that way like it really feels like it's like a full exploration for like three or four songs into like a, a texture into a certain world and then you can like um you know get really clever with the song transitions into like that movement then you finish it and you do you know another few songs into another world and i think that we're building that now right um balancing between like the sludgier fuzzier bluesy kind of thing that we've we started out on and now it's like a lot more clean precise technical music and uh it's just it's hilarious how we thought we were kind of committing career suicide uh last year when we decided to put context out and all of a sudden like <laughs> then we get like featured in the rolling stone yeah. and then all of a sudden we're getting our eight minute single played on the radio and we're like oh Whoa. shit like it actually happened like we're actually we're, like, just being ourselves and <laughs> being loved for being ourselves it feels great yeah so like that feels really really good and feels really yeah. special about the fact that now we've pushed it even further with the 13 minute single and yes. uh who knows thing. what's next 26 26 know, goddamn minutes <laughs> well listen um Really great chatting with you again. We're super stoked for October. Uh, I, I hope that when you guys roll through, you'll have time to come hang out here uh, at the Communal Creative yeah, Studios. Um, yeah, but uh, you guys enjoy the the EP rollout, August Thank 12th, you. right? And then uh, the rest of the, the grind today. Cheers, man. Thank All you right. so yeah. much. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, good seeing you guys again. We'll, we'll chat real soon. Can't wait to catch up in person. Bye. Yeah, likewise. Thanks, guys. Peace, Thanks, guys. guys. Have a good one. Cody and Kevin. Like those dudes, like the cohesiveness between the two, it almost seems like one dude. Yeah, I can't say I've heard of a band origin story really starting in a in an old folks home. Yeah. I hope we can explore that story more um, when they come by in August or October. I wish it was August. EP, October release, yeah. EP release in August and they're here in October. But uh, that sounds pretty cool. Sounds pretty cool, actually. And... Um, yeah, they're really nice guys, and between the four of us, it's one hell of a wig. We a could lot, make one hell of a, a wig. Of, a lot of hair right there. Yeah. I feel bad that I kind of maybe uh, let the cat out of the bag as to what maybe some of the tour stuff is going to look like with that drum kit, but it's such a cool look. <sighs> nah, don't worry about that. All right. I mean, come on. If no, they're probably going to change it now. If you've never heard Crown Lands, if you don't know anything about them, and you hear that you know, you'll know you never experience or witness uh, stage setup like them, then you're, you might go to that show. I think, honestly, this is going to be a show unlike we've ever seen. The amount of production I mm -hmm. think they're going to fit into smaller venues is going to be unprecedented. Yeah, we'll have to get working on uh, how we can get the crane in there to drop, to them, drop them into in. their setups because I can't imagine it's easy to walk Should through. we get matching outfits with them as well? Try to match their... Match them or just yeah. each other? No, no, hell no. We'll match them. We're not them. in a band. We'll pretend. Pete. We're not I in mean, a band. You're trying to get in as the bass player. No, I. <laughs> yeah. That would be that would be scary. That would be scary. Um, all right, man. Well, uh, what, what do we got? It's uh, it's it's the end of the day. We're getting ready to take off. Hopefully, you enjoyed the Crownlands interview as much as we did. It was fantastic. If uh, you enjoyed Crownlands, maybe this is your first time listening to the Road the Stage. Go back and listen to uh, some of the other episodes. We've Check had some them great out. Chats. And, uh, yeah, shout-out to Ghost Services, Inc., Sawback Brewing Co., Tourism Red Deer. Bose Bar and Stage, the wonderful team at Communal Creative Studios, Ryan and Riley, who do an amazing job of uh, adding so much into the show. Yep, and making sure that we're behaving. 
Let's go crazy. When do we when do we go crazy? Do we do it once a week? What do you, I don't know what he's what are you talking about? There's a I thought there was a day. I thought that, yeah, there's like, a there was Prince a, like reference a, a for a second. Day. Let's go crazy. Let's get nuts. Is that the is that okay? Anyways, all right. Wednesday. 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 The Road the Stage is produced by Ryan Cooley and Riley Suryin at the Communal Creative Studios in Red Deer, Alberta, in partnership with Go Services Inc., Sawback Brewing Co., Tourism Red Deer, and Bose Bar and Stage. <laughs>